This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, geez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood. Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Record, record. Hi, Craig. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, you're in your office. Yeah, I'm in my office. It looks really full of personality, doesn't Fuck, it? Fuck, it's so bleak. <laughs> Look at the thing in the top left. You know the thing that closes the door, the mechanic? That silver. Yes. Fuck, that's so bleak. <laughs> I, I just refuse to put any colour up anywhere, and every time I walk in, it just makes me feel worse and, and worse. And you know, I've been to the office, and it's quite big. You know what I mean? It's like it's a big white space, isn't it? Oh, is it really your office, Greg? Yeah, yeah. That's where I, that's where I don't get any self tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe knows that. <laughs> oh, are you in, are you down by the? the... Oh. Hello, Greg. Hello. Welcome to Chatterbix. Thanks, Stevens. Uh, your your location for your office is amazing. Tell tell David where it is. It, I think I know where it is. Do you? It, have you ever been to it? It's, it's Hove Lagoon, kind of. Yeah, oh, we it's recording. Yeah, near the yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't um, have it then, did you? I can't remember. No, you definitely mentioned. You said, "Oh, Greg's maybe Greg's thinking about it again." Oh well, yeah, he was thinking about it, but you know, Greg's thinking of expanding and taking on a staff of fifty. He's got he's got twelve people on his books, and none of them do anything. No, he's got sixteen reception staff. Um, anyway, how lonely do you get in that room, Greg? Well, I just don't come in much. Is the honest is the honest answer? What? I just. What about when I turned up that time? And it's probably like a year ago, and you went, come and oh. have a look at this, and there was all those jellyfish. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Do you know I've never seen what, them again? Under your desk? <laughs> Just in the hallway. <laughs> I was like, why have you brought all these in? <laughs> don't know. Like, nothing's going on, so I've been collecting jellyfish. <laughs> Do you know what? Genuinely, if I was collecting jellyfish, it would give me more structure than I currently have in my life. <laughs> oh no! Well, that was quite nuts, wasn't it? Do you remember there was like thousands and thousands of jellyfish in the in the uh, bit by the um, yeah? And we don't know why. But, well, I don't know why. And it was the receptionist downstairs, Tina, that showed me it one day. 
because she she said I didn't know her well at that stage so she said just come over here and look at this and I didn't know what to expect because <laughs> you had to be really close to the water I thought she might push me in or something but yeah it's really it's really bizarre but I've not no I've not seen them again the two um, your well, receptionist ladies are really friendly aren't they oh they're fantastic yeah. they do anything yeah they're... honestly she gives me pep talks about work and stuff I <laughs> oh, really honestly she'll because I'll have a chat with her and say oh, I didn't get that and she's like Greg you've just got to I bet you turn up and she's like oh fucking hell <laughs> guaranteed here, here comes Eeyore <laughs> she's she's ace she's like the team. opposite of us Oh, the absolute opposite. I mean, I, I don't, I try not to say too much to her because it's, as you say, David, I just think she's like, God, I really want to chat to your receptionist. <laughs> they, sure, want, she's, they won't pop up, will they, by any chance, do you think? I don't think so. Although if I asked them to, I'm sure they would, Donna, Donna and Tina. They've, they've, they've got, um, they're right, they're just continuously positive and not, you know, occasionally when you work in these office blocks, maybe people might be a little bit. Oh, I don't know. Well, they just like, yeah, come on, you can do it. Get your head down. Sometimes I just come and speak <laughs> to like, them. Can I? How depressed are you when you walk through the door that they feel the need to give you a pep talk? Well, I mean, I, do, I kind of ask for it, don't I? Just by my demeanour. And, do you uh, say, Tina, Donna, can I have a pep talk? No, I, I don't. But it's, I, I rarely pass them without getting some form of advice, though. So it's almost like I don't ask for a pep talk, but we all... Well, I say we all. They're totally fine. It's just me going, oh, God. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're totally ace. Yes. They're totally ace. Yes. What do you do in your office, Greg? How dare you? How dare, how dare you ask such personal questions? Because we've been thinking about this for hours. We Look, can... I've got a whiteboard behind me, and there's, a, there's at least three very broad areas of um, <laughs> titles. Yeah, I'm supposed to write, and I do a bit, but I got a knockback recently for an idea, and so that's kind of made me think I won't try anything again for years. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that feeling, mate. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's all pointless. How far did it go? Was it a long way down the line? Well, the treatment took me about eight months to write, and that was only a thousand words. So, that what does that average out at a day? <laughs> seven. <laughs> I think about seven. Um, and then submit it to the BBC and then wait three months for a, for a no. But, um, yeah. That's all right. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I, do, I didn't to blame fair, them at you're all. Doing seven words a day, so yeah, it kind of lacked. And also, I wrote those seven words on just on each line, so it was, it was very long. Did any read. of them meet join the next seven? Or they no, all it was just thoughts? they were all separate uh, basic pep talk ideas from Tina and Donna. So Donna received, says, so. Tina says, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I do use the and I use the office for self tapes and all the rest of it. So, is this recording? By the way, we're not started yet, are we? Yeah. Oh, this is one hundred percent in. Yeah. All right. No, that's totally fine. <laughs> Petra, came, Petra came down and helped you with a self tape the other week, didn't she? Yes, she did, and I've just had a recall for it. Oh, really? Oh, I'll tell her. Honestly, I'll tell her. Yes, again. she read the other bits of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How was right. it? Did you did you not think she could read, David? No, or I, I don't think I could relax enough with Petra to pretend to be Russian. I know. I no, she was it. she was great. Petra was brilliant because she just came in and did she give you just, a pep talk? Uh, no. What did? You, no, we didn't. No, 
No, she, she, we just went right into it. And she just said brilliantly at the very, very start, um, I'm not going to do any acting. <laughs> Sounds like David. And, <laughs> and then we just got into it and turned out, all right, even if I don't get it, it was brilliant that she came in and um, helped me at short notice because I don't know what you were up to, Joe. You were away. I was away, doing, yeah. No, because you asked me and it was on the the day before and I had like, I could have come down there, but you hadn't learned it. Yeah, it was about God. 10 pages. That then. one you did the other day, literally. Uh, is it okay to talk Are we going to go through all the ones that we've yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were really, you were brilliant. But also, I was like, for an audition, you had yeah. to learn so much. It was yeah. insane. It was so much. I was literally going, oh my God. Like, it's a lot if you had the part. You know what I mean? Because you did it all in one, Like it was like a really long scene. Well, you did maybe two scenes. I was like, you wouldn't do all this in a day. You wouldn't be able to get through all this. It was so no, much. And I was like, it, and you're learning it in one go. Well, yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's so boring for people to hear about it, isn't it? I suppose. But it, don't care. No, nah, we don't care, care mate. Sorry, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I have listened. Um, no, I, I love that Paul Gorton one. But yeah, auditions, are, they, they're, they're becoming more and more. You never used to get 10 pages of dialogue to learn, or, or I didn't, um, certainly. But now that they, they just say, right, here's 10 pages of dialogue. Can you learn that for a few days' time and, and try and rope so in someone stressful. to... Well, it is stressful, but it's also... Uh, you know, it's it's a job, and and when you, when you do, when you, you just do had a chat with people, Donna and Tina, haven't you? So you <laughs> exactly, but exactly <laughs> what they said. Yeah, <laughs> you're just regurgitating <laughs> what Donna. Tell us what you actually feel. Forget Donna well, and Tina in this moment. <laughs> I want I want to hear I want to hear what Greg thinks, not what Tina and Donna. Have <laughs> you got a, when you do a self tape? You got to learn. Have mm. you got to learn it word by word? Can well, you not just do? There's two schools of thought on this. One is you, you can have the script in your hand and not learn it. Uh, and the other school of thought is, do you want the job or not? Because I don't believe anyone now, if you read off a page, is going to um, look at you seriously for a job, which I think can be a bit unfair. In the old days, you could do that in a room with a script if you had a big monster scene or something. But yours but was unfair days, to learn. Honestly, it, it was unfair. I genuinely went away going... So say say ten people are doing it. Say mm. nine people have gone. That's like four days of learning. It was a lot. That one that, that was, we did too was, much, was to yeah. be two uh, to be two days or three days to learn that. Yeah, it was a monster, David. Honestly, it was like I was I was literally going. Well, fuck me. That's well. The other thing I've got to say, like, and I'm not I'm not a casting director, but you know when I wrote uh, Tank Commander and stuff, you you know then. Oh, someone's heckling me. Yeah, yeah, they love that show. Yeah. <laughs> Did Tina's, you yeah, yeah. Tina's a big fan. <laughs> Say Tank Commander again, see Tank if it happens. Aye, aye. I'm going to put a honk in. <laughs> <laughs> Just lots of hogs. Um, but, yeah, you know you know, within a minute of... of yeah. Or two minutes of... You, you don't need ten pages. You don't. I don't. I, I, I'd argue you, you don't, but... Um, I, I don't know. You're in. You just have to do it if you want to be seen for the jobs, I suppose. Hmm. Well, fair play, I yeah. saw your little. Tw- Did you put the tweet up last week regarding going into character on your self tape? And this, this guy saying, "If you've got a headache, you know your character's got a headache when you do the self tape." Yeah, was that right? What? Well, 
it, it was because I was talking about whether I'd, 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 I'd looked at this video about whether you should whether you should really explore character traits or this video I'd seen had basically said that in order to do your best acting, you have to rely on your own personality, which puts me in major problems <laughs> in so many ways for so many parts. So, you know, there's this Hollywood school of going, you know, you're only going to really ever be you. You can change little bits, but you're only ever going to be you. And so I was interested to see, do, do people really think you're only ever going to, ultimately, are you only ever going to be you? Or can you can you persuade other people that you're a very, very different character? Character, Do you know what I mean? So, What about Michael Sheen as Brian Clough? I believed he was Brian Clough. Yeah. There's I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> have, I just, have I just stopped a conversation? I've not seen it. Have you not yeah. seen The Damned United? I haven't well, actually. I don't, I don't know. What about Tom Hanks? Just Tom Hanks all the time, isn't he? But that's what I mean. But he's utterly watchable. And yeah. Sean Connery is only ever... Michael Caine is only ever Michael Caine. Yeah. I watched Jaws of Revenge last night. Did what? you? Yeah. I just... what? Yeah. I watched Aaron Brockovich. Uh, um, I watched Shetland. <laughs> I watched Shetland episode four. <laughs> and it annoyed me. Oh, mate, episode five, and I have to wait in a week for the next one. God, I love Shetland. Do you? Yeah. I'm going to sound really bad, but I just love looking at the scenery and stuff. And it's quite, you can just eat a packet of crisps and watch it and look. God, imagine living. I basically do, imagine. Do you eat living. crisps at night? No, I don't know. I don't know why I said crisps. It was just stupid I said that. So you just enjoy watching Shetland, not not for the crime element, just for the scenery. Yeah, sort not of. Not for the acting, I constantly just for the go, and the views. I constantly go, imagine waking up there. Well, I'm watching. It, I go, Imagine waking up there and just having that as your view, because everyone, all the houses are on a lock. It's amazing. Sorry, I, I derailed it. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I, I, um, I just listened. Can I ask to you a question about oh, Michael sorry, Caine? Yeah. What do you think of his acting? Of whose acting? Michael Caine. It's quite, it's quite odd. Um, I'm just wondering how he's. Because I was watching it going, it's quite, quite strange. But he's had a fantastic career. Do you know what? I've not watched a lot of Michael Keane's no. films. Um, it sounds at the moment like I've never watched it. <laughs> Apart from Aaron Brockovich. And a bit of a clip of Deal or No Deal. But um, yeah. after listening to Paul Gorton. But I don't think there's a film where... I mean, I'm not going to say Michael Keane's not a good actor, but I, I've not really ever watched it you know or become obsessed with any of his films so um what do you think the italian job i love we have not watched that fucking hell <laughs> no i haven't watched that <laughs> <laughs> okay what okay i'm gonna go for the top 50 best films and see what, top what you're gonna what i had trouble with my wife i baby
Greg, can I ask you a question about acting? Yeah. When you, if you've got a part, yeah. How nervous are you leading up to day one and walking on set? Um. Because I, I, I got a part in the spring and I had to go and see someone. I was, I was getting so wound up about it. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. No, I don't. I kind of once I've got the part, I'm, I'm looking forward to it generally. Um, I can obviously get nervous when I'm, you know, you're about to go for take take one. I remember doing a show and on the first <laughs> the first day of this thing, this was a few years ago, the director kept telling me the story of what was going on. And the more she kept telling me the story, like, so she kept repeating the script to me, it just made me feel like she thought I hadn't read any of it. <laughs> oh. And she kept doing it after each take. She said, well, Greg, what's going on here? Oh. Is that in this scene, You're you not getting are, it, basically. You don't understand. Basically, and it, and it went on all day. And then the next day I said to her in the morning, I said, sorry, can I, can, have you got five minutes before we... Um, before we uh, shoot today, I just want to. I felt I felt really scared yesterday that you thought that I hadn't read any of this. And she said, "No, no, 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 um, no. I, I'm just going through the story in my own mind." Um, and then she just continued to do the same thing for the rest of that day as well, and it became like really. So the nerves are, are like built well, up around when you feel like someone doesn't think you know well, what Steve, you're doing. Steve Spears told us that thing, didn't he, David? Because you remember on Ravers, we were like because. Craig was in a lot of scenes. We had to sort of look at stuff, didn't we, on the monitor. And Steve Spears said, when you're behind the monitor, everyone is so paranoid about what you're doing. Because you, you're just sitting there, like she was just going, sort of telling the story to herself. Yeah. But what she didn't realise is you're going, why is she telling me the story? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So me and David would sit there and, and not realising that, if we were just sitting there, they were waiting for us to sort of... They were looking at us going, why are they just sitting there? Do they hate that take? And we'd just gone, that was good, wasn't it? And then going, oh, I wonder what's happening now. <laughs> and, and oh, honestly, my fear of just seeing... I've said it before, just seeing a, the director look at someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grimace, basically. Well, I auditioned, re- I auditioned recently for something and got in the room with the director, and then during one of the takes, the director, and this is just heightened paranoia, but I just saw him out the corner of my eye in the room go... <laughs> <laughs> right? And it just, again, it just made... I just interpreted that as he was really about to tear his hair out at what I was doing, but you don't know that. No. They might. He, that might just be a quick moment of... Right, okay, or it's got an itchy head or however. Or he's got a million other things, or he's just been told that the set's burnt down on another thing or something. You know what I mean? Like, it can, yeah, it can million, be a million yeah. things. But it's but, always about you, isn't it? Not you, but one. Uh, Whenever someone's doing something like you go, what have I done? What have I done that's fucking It's ruined? not healthy. No. It's terrible. I mean, it's just but ridiculous. But all actors have it, I think, because we, like, we've worked with people that are really experienced and stuff, and you go, oh... Oh shit! They think that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's mental. I rang up before that job. I rang up like five or six people just for advice. Yeah, and everyone was just saying the same. I was like, oh, okay. What was it about that one though? What What's was that? that about? What- hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here, and you have never had nuggets like these. 
all of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good. What was it about that job that made you, was that, was there a reason for it or was it just? Just feel like I can't do it. Right. Yeah, just, just can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Even though they'd cast you though, even though they'd chosen, they'd chosen you. Do you know what? I hadn't even been, or they gave me the part. Oh, right, that's even, that's kind of tougher in a weird way. That is yeah, hard, because yeah. I yeah. thought they would go, oh, God, why's he doing that? Yeah. I remember being on the way to something and going, and they'd, I'd just been given it, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Because, you know, like, a oh, guy's going to sound really wanky, but you have to have sort of some idea of how you're going to do the character. Yeah. And uh, I was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acting tip. <laughs> Honestly, the oh, masterclass yeah. is coming out again, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, guys, listen up. You're going to have to have some idea, just some idea of how you're going to do it. <laughs> God, I hate when I sound like such a thicky. But any, no. No, but it's yeah, stupid things. But I didn't have a clue how to do it. And I was in, I was in makeup and I still didn't know. I was being, I'd put, been put into the costume and I didn't know. And I remember the part. What was this part? <laughs> I really want to know and watch it. We, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. I, I, uh, I'll text you. Well. <laughs> Greg, I've got to talk to I've just suddenly remembered something I've got to talk to you about. Um, Man versus B. Oh, yeah. I fucking loved it. It was it was a lot of fun. When you when the camera points at you doing yeah. your mowing, are you in a studio? Uh, yes, I tell you what, I can tell you about that as well. Which um, was on that particular <laughs> on that particular day, we were filming the mowing um, from uh, Ron Acton's POV looking out to me mowing. What what they hadn't told me was that they'd set set up the studio. I mean, it's a massive build, but I was on a ramp, a kind of um, platform that only had an inch either side of the lawnmower, and I was about five feet <laughs> off the ground. So I turned up. So how are you going yeah, to do that then? Well, this is the thing. Well, I turned up on the set. Right, basically. It was so bizarre. Um, and I'd been waiting in the trailer all day because we were running literally for seven hours or eight hours. Um, so it'd been a bit of a just waiting about day, which happens all the time. Anyway, I turned up and they went, right, Greg, you just have to push this along here. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> the ever-professional my- Greg. What? No, it was, I was like, what? but I've got this note. Because I'd been waiting all day and I hadn't seen the set, I couldn't really... Um, I couldn't kick off. It's not my show. It's not. Anyway, so what you won't know is that from that, talk about nerves, is I got up there and I'm having to keep looking up and I just, it was so, it was so narrow. And then the next day, because I said, look, that's too narrow. And then they they built extra space for it. But that first day was quite, and obviously Rowan Atkinson's there and you're going. So was Rowan there? Yeah, yeah, he's his, brilliant. His POV. Yeah. So he was there, was he? In the yeah, he, and he was not. He was absolutely up for. 
being there and it wasn't uh stand in or anything he said no no I, I will be there and your you know reverses and stuff like that so he was wow. absolutely yeah i know i was surprised like yeah i didn't and i wouldn't have said anything it was just really courteous and nice that he did that and he was also you know would give direction with the director so he was very much involved no it was brilliant i love it i get really excited that you've worked with Rowan well yeah when did you first what was the first point you saw him in real life because that's mental well, that's black adder right? he he walked out of the makeup truck and said to me greg thank you so much for doing this and i went bah, bah, bah. i said uh, <laughs> thank you for for I having done my lord flash eye impression i think i would have said bob <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know? Can I tell you the one of the best things was uh, we we shot a scene. I don't think it made it in, in the cut eventually, but I'm I'm up a tree doing something, and I have to react to a scream off camera, so in the distance. And David Kerr, the director, lovely director, good guy, he's on a handheld monitor thing, giving me a, a small scream to react to because he's not an actor, and um, but you know it's understandable. Uh, and then Rowan drifted onto set. And um, said, oh, oh, David, that's terrible. Greg, Greg, do you want me to give you a proper scream oh to react God. to? And I was like, if you don't, if you don't mind. And he gave the maddest high pitched <laughs> scream you've ever heard. And I just thought that was it was oh, it was worth lovely. it. It was so worth it just for that moment. I'll never forget that. You know that absolute oh. manic scream he gave me. And of course, you can react to that yeah. um, a lot better. But um, were you nervous yes. around him? Did you um, ever relax as well? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I'm on set. I'm on. If I feel, to be honest, if I'm looking forward to doing a scene, like I love it. You know, I've been on sets with people who are awful. Not many, Sorry but a few. Awful. Yes. <laughs> I thought now would be a, now would be a good time to talk about it. Actually, um, but if, if it's a happy set and it's good people, I absolutely love it. I get nervous sometimes, but more more and more, I really genuinely, if I'm working with good people like your fine selves, like Cockfields was an absolute joy oh. being surrounded by awesome people. I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, so I've got an, I've got a Ryan Axon fact from Jimmy Carr. Um, he told me that, you know, um, he did uh, Mr. Bean to go all around the world. So it'd be like, because it was silent, it'd go everywhere. The only place, he loves going He loves going to Italy. So they told them not to sell it to Italy. So he wouldn't be famous in Italy. You're kidding. So he can still wow. go on holiday to Italy and be left alone. But you can't have a weekend in China. Can't go to China. They'll fucking mob him. They can go to the Amalfi Coast and no one gives a shit. No, that man. is amazing. Isn't that cool, though? I love Italy. Let's not sell it to Italy. Did you did you act with him? You weren't together, were you, in the same frame? Um, no. So, But yes, we did act opposite each other in those mowing scenes. And then... We did have something else, I think, that was cut as well. I, when I watched you, Greg, mm. there's a bit where, I don't know, he's got himself trapped in some situation. You're mowing. You give him a look. Yeah. As in, what's he up to? Yeah. And then you mow. And I was thinking, right, if I was Greg there, how would I have played that? And I thought, shit, Greg made such a good decision there. <laughs> Just a little... Oh, thank yeah. you. Because it's but funny, I, isn't I it? I got stressed there, yeah, imagining yeah. I was mad. Those reactions, I I did a thing where I had to do a reaction. Can you do a thing? You know where you you 
see someone, but you, and you have to double take. It's quite uh-huh. hard. It's really hard. And yeah. I did, I did it on this thing, and I got lucky. And I know I got lucky because it's really. <laughs> I actually did it like, and then they went great. Yeah, do that again. Could never do it again, but they got it. No, and that's where I was like. I had I had this panic over and over again going, if I hadn't got lucky on that first one, yeah. what that day would have been like. No, no, we need you to... But you could literally end up doing that 20 or 30 times. Oh, I'll get panicked. You know, if you didn't get the first one. So I mean, awful. I know people at home listening to this would be like, oh, guys, this sounds like uh, such a challenging job. <laughs> but, yeah. but Turn yeah, off, when you're on a, Turn off if you're not interested. When you're on a set, yeah, when you're on a set <laughs> and, and you've got a big crew of people... And you, the director needs a very specific oh look. It's hard. If you if you get it into your head, you can't do it as well sometimes oh because it's it's, well, horrendous. Well, it's it's horrendous. I've told, I've I've we were talking about this sort of stuff a few months ago, and I've twigged that a director was basically doing that to me without me realising. It was only because David sort of said something, and I went, "Oh my god, that director was doing that to me all the time." Okay, just think it. Just think uh, of one of those sort of notes. And I was like, okay, just think of not realising what he was doing was going, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Also, didn't you have a read-through? Someone next to you going, you're doing well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, And I went, no. I went, that's... Br- oh, I'm, am I doing well? Then about years later, went, no, that was basically, well, you're here. Do you know, I had a guy say to me, the read-through of the A-word, people in, involved in the A-word don't remember this, um, a, a guy said to me in the A-word, he said, and are you reading in for Eddie today? I was the character, <laughs> I was playing Eddie. Are you a stand-in, um, basically? I was the stand-in. When's the real guy said, coming, basically? Uh-huh, that's what he said. And then, when we when we arrived onto the set, there was this beautiful house in the Lake District where we were based out of, uh, one of the other actresses says, um, and do you own the house? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm in this. I'm in this show. I'm actually in this show. <laughs> um, David, do you remember that guy? I won't say it is, but, and I know it was a joke, but said, oh, is that how you're going to play it? Oh, to me? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was a joke, but it did affect you, didn't it? Well, we're talking about it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four years on. <laughs> yeah, like, it was a big name when right. it came off. Oh, so that's how you can play it, is it? Uh, <laughs> but that's a little yeah. power. That even as a joke, that's a little power game, isn't it? That's a little. I'm gonna try and. I'll, I'll just try and unhinge him a little bit. That's, <gasps> Why would you do that, though? Seriously, that's mental. Probably because he was doing it so well that the other person no, didn't it, like it, the fact no, he was, was doing it really well. It wasn't that. What could it have been? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You're right, it wasn't oh, that. No, I, I think it was genuinely, oh, that's awful. <laughs> no, and I'm just going to turn it. No, it was. It was crap. You know, I had a director say to me once, this was my first TV job, actually. Um, I'll never, because talk about making me nervous, it was this, it was a, a scene where I'd just found out um, someone was someone was dying. And so we did the, the first take and he wandered over to me really quietly and he said, um, he said, are you nervous? And I said, no, no, I feel, feel all right. He went, okay, it's just that it's reading on camera like you are nervous. Okay, let's go again. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> so, 
I'm not stuff. nervous, but I look nervous. Just look, I mean, I was watching Man vs. Have you seen Man vs. BJ? No, I haven't. No, I it's, must now. Honestly, we devoured it in an afternoon. Oh wow! <laughs> I bloody loved it, and uh, but I just kept watching. Going, how would? Because Tom Basden's in it. How is it? Yeah. It's like how, I can't imagine doing a scene. The door opens and Rowan Atkinson's doing his thing, and I'll just be going, "It's Rowan Atkinson doing his thing." <laughs> David, you're Do saying you know Ryan Atkinson's doing his thing under your breath again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go again. Ryan Atkinson's doing his thing. David, sorry. Again. I could handle it. Could you handle know, it. like Gregor Fisher, obviously, in Cockfields, yeah. is it years back, I got to do a Rabsy Nesbitt, and I was pretty young. It was so mental, because I'd grown up, and he was one of my heroes, and we sh- we filmed this scene in a benefits office or whatever. And I remember the first take, I didn't say anything because I just watched him and I couldn't I couldn't say anything in my lines for about three takes. I was just looking at his <laughs> performance going, this is, this is a ma- I can't believe I'm sitting yeah, here. Yeah. So it is, yeah, like Tom and, and Rowan. But Rowan actually, I just found, I'm sure Tom would say the same, he, it was just very um, welcoming, which puts you at ease God, you for you hope to... to hear things like that, don't you? You really no. do, because you just don't know, do you? You don't know what you're going to get, especially someone who's an enigma, so... isn't it? Yeah, because you go, yeah. I don't know anyone who knows Rowan Atkinson. He's like, he, he lives on this almost different planet, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? You go, well, he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem to do a hard kind of unwanted press or, or put himself about. He's kind of done it all. But I think anyone who welcomes you in... And, for instance, doesn't give you little, even if they're jokey, snide comments or... Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I, don't, I never get that with people. I've, never, I've worked with very few um, people but who have, you know, been badly behaved or whatever. But, um, but yeah, to meet Ron Atkinson and, and kind of think... Ron oh, Atkinson. <laughs> Ron Atkinson. Oh, my God, I've, no, I've been so Atkinson. confused. I'm talking about Ron Atkinson. <laughs> Is this post-racist comment? Oh, yeah. God, yeah, no, yeah, all yeah. right, so, bad example. Yeah, yeah, no, well, no, because he's, he's, he's much more available now. Hello, Chatter Biscuits and Chatter Biscuits with Nuts, nuts. Uh, etc. If you're enjoying this podcast, you need to get on our Patreon. You will get early access to ad-free episodes. There'll be videos and behind-the-scenes sneaky pics. It's basically a place where we all hang out together. And also, you'll be given instant access to our Discord community, which is a friendly place where Chatter Biscuits share stuff and talk to one another. It's like a nice Twitter, basically. Uh, so just go to patreon.com forward slash Chatterbix. Also, Patreon is also an app you can download onto your phone. Fool for the price for coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, quid, and you become a VIP Chatter Biscuit. That's what you'd like. Sign up. At patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. The link is in the description of this episode. There, done. Yeah. Do you know what? There's over a thousand. We've got over a thousand, a thousand patrons at the moment. Patreon. Let's Patreon. Give it to me. Patreon. I need it, girl. Patreon. Give it to me. Patreon, I need it, girl. 
I don't know, I was literally Googling it for that very reason. Um, I want to talk, I want you to tell David all about um, the Hydro gig. Oh, really? Because I remember, I remember where we were when you told me you were doing it. Yeah. And a level of anxiety never left me. No, I remember you told me straight away. Oh, we were in a pub in Hove, um, called, which is, was the Red Lion. I think it's like the... Oh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. But in you said, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. And we were in the garden bit, and it was in the afternoon. And you went... And uh, you, you'd been, you'd sort of agreed to do it months before, and you told me... Yeah, agreed to do what? Well, this is... But I just... You told me you're doing this thing, and and you told me it was like fourteen months away. Yeah. And every time I thought about you, I got anxious from that point onwards. So God knows what. So explain to David what was going on because it blew my mind. This basically, I agreed to do a live show of Gary Tank Commander at a venue called the Hydro in Glasgow, which holds ten, twelve thousand people. <laughs> Um, and, Ga- and Gary Tank Commander's your know, sitcom you did sitcom I did in Scotland it's a brilliant character it's well like adored in Scotland isn't it yeah it's a, it, it's it is, a, yeah, a, yeah it's, it, it did really well and a big kind of fan base and then this opportunity came up and um, I said yes to it and I remember you know it's, it's a great it's great isn't it when you think about people, though. yeah but it's it's really exciting when you think about the prospect and then <laughs> no it is well it's not in retrospect well it is terrifying and, and what made it a lot worse long kind of story is short was um three months after i agreed to do it i broke my ankle and i broke the tibia and fibia and needed an operation to put the ankle back together and it gave me seven months to rehab the ankle to do this show at the hydro and I had to write it on top of having broken the ankle so badly that the team at the UCLH in uh, London said yeah don't have don't have massive expectations for how much use you're going to have of the ankle because you've splintered the ankle so badly so on top of agreeing to do that show I broke the ankle then I had to write it didn't know what I was going to write about. Um, we put the show on sale. Sales went quite well, but not well enough. So we had to do loads of press and come up with loads of ideas on top of me writing it, on top of my be being in a like a, a you know a cast for like four months. But when you were um, offered it, Greg, though mm. you hadn't written a word at this point of it. Had no, you? no, no. So you and you booked. How it long in. did it take you to go? Yeah, I'll do that. Well, we, we kind of had a very small window, so I had to agree to it in a week, otherwise we were going to lose the placement in the venue because it's, it's such a big, busy venue. Everything about it makes me feel sick. Like, they go, so you go, I haven't got enough time for this to sink in for me to give a rational answer. I've got to do, like, yeah. I've got five days to choose whether to do this enormous. Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good. 
thing that I might regret I've agreed to, or this turn down this enormous thing that I might regret yeah. I've turned down. Well, also it wasn't quite straightforward because Mick Perrin, who is who's who produced it, who is a, a brilliant um, live comedy producer um, based in Brighton, actually. Um, Mick had produced my earlier show in Edinburgh ten years before that, where I played to forty people. I remember that. So, so I felt indebted to Mick, and then when Mick was willing to take on the financial burden of the show, because oh. the producer takes the risk. I didn't when, know that. Yeah. So when I said yes, I then had. You know, I, I mean, it's Mick. Mick is a producer who knows his stuff. You know, he's toured all the all the big guys um, and ladies of the comedy world. Um, but it adds another dimension on top of the broken ankle, Mick laying out a huge amount of money, the venue pressure, <laughs> the, all of it, and then two hours. I had to write a two-hour show, and Were it had to be just in a little office like you're in now on your on your own you yeah say? i was i was doing a, a desk share you know um except i sat opposite this lady who kept wanting to chat to me and it drove me to the point where i only worked at weekends because i couldn't sit opposite this lady <laughs> but there was it was mad did you, did you have previews this is the bit that no, this is the bit that i feel i want no to no we had no previews and just because your ankle and but, stuff wasn't it you could well no it was it was cost we couldn't afford the actor's time oh, that's right, that's right. to do previews because they were all involved in TV shows we couldn't buy them out of them We couldn't. it was availability and cost but the, the maddest thing was right because I, I managed to build up my ankle back to a, a level that I could you know, do the show given how bad the break was it took a long time and then a month before the show was due to start <laughs> in October to come off right? <laughs> a month before it um, I had been doing so much physio the ankle started to really, really hurt, like properly hurt, um, to the point that it, I was like, nah, there's something not right. So I went back to the consultant surgeon guy I'd seen. He saw me, x-rayed it and said, yeah, unfortunately, what you've done is you've snapped the, um, the main metal pin, the lateral pin that holds your, kind of holds the structure of your ankle together. We'll need to get that out of your ankle. I said, well, I can't really do that. I've got a show. You went, well, well, that's all right. You'll just need to cancel the show. You've got a bit of metal wiggling about in your foot. And I was like, mate, I cannot cancel this show. I want to cancel this show. I want to cancel everything. (laughs) I want to cancel everything right now. But on top of that, this was the best throwaway comment you've ever heard from a consultant who's looking at your x-ray. He said to me, "Um, and are you managing your diabetes? And I went, what? What? I said, don't have diabetes. He went, mm, I'd say you do have diabetes because I can Sorry. see, I can see from the X-rays <laughs> that you've got significant calcification of your arteries. And oh I was my like, God. Oh, I mean, it was the maddest thing ever. And I said, I don't have diabetes. He said, Oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll do a pinprick test just now to tell you if you've got diabetes. So you imagine where my heart rate is at <laughs> with this snapped pin. Um, show in a month's time and I now I've got fucking diabetes and, yeah, and, and you haven't tested the show and I've not tested no, the show no. that's the bit so that we, I always go back to broken well that's it to preview oh. and so he did the pinprick test and looked at the results and went well that's inconclusive you'll just need to follow that up with your doctor <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway so have yeah, you got could, diabetes no, I don't have diabetes. Oh, right. it, it, I do have an anomaly on on my arterial walls of my. You look like you. 
You're looking well in my opinion. That's what's sad about that. I, I think I'm surprised no one had guessed it before, actually. That guy's got diabetes. Uh, that guy's clearly got uh, excessive cholesterol. Um, or, uh, well, it's not cholesterol. It's, um, no, no, no. It's, you know, whatever the thing is. But it's on yeah. the outside of my arteries as opposed to the inside. Yeah. And so I, went, I then had to see a specialist. Um, that took six months to sort out. Um, after, I mean, that just went on to another level of madness. Um, but I don't have diabetes and... <laughs> Uh, I'm actually, I actually play tennis twice a week. So, there we go. <laughs> so leading up to the show, like a yeah. couple of weeks to go, how nervous were you? Um, I think I was reaching a place where I was becoming, <laughs> honestly, I was a little reaching. bit. <laughs> I, was, I was unwell in yeah. my head. Were you? Of course you were. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got to a stage where even some of the cast were saying, because I was, you know, rehearsing all day, doing rewrites. Um, and then doing press every single day. One of them said to me, I always remember this outside the venue one day, I'd just come off a call, press call of someone. And he went, he said, how are you doing this at the moment? I don't understand how you're physically doing this. And I, I just felt absolutely like, I think my brain had reached a stage where I could operate, but I didn't know what I was doing properly. It was, it was too much. It was just too much. Like that year was just too, and then we just had a kid as well. We just had Lewis. Oh my so, God. And we'd moved to Brighton. Um, and well, a bit earlier than that, but in that period was um, 18 months was pretty, pretty bonkers. But, um, but the show went well. We are jumping bits and I'm like, <laughs> I want to go. Okay. No, I mean, show <laughs> went well, bollocks. Cause I, <laughs> I remember the, I'd bump, I'd see you every few months. And, yeah. uh, like the writing of it, because I was I was upset because obviously I just it would pop in my head every now and then. I just go, fuck, 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 Greg's got that fucking. Stuff. And I'd see you and I'd go, how's it, how's it going? And you'd be like, haven't got the haven't got the sort of arc of the show yet. Um, mm. I've got bits and bobs, but still don't know if this. And we'd be like six months in, you know, we not yeah. with me, but you're and you go, oh, we're not sure. And there was so much that was not done. Yeah, and then I'd see you and go. I've kind of got this, but not. And I'm, it was, I was, I was, couldn't cope on your behalf. And you, yeah. It, when you say you've got something working, how do you know? Well, you didn't, did you? No, well, I didn't. I didn't know. But I've got a great script editor, Chris Grady, who kept me sane. But yeah, ultimately you don't because I hadn't tested it. But but what I did do is I just kept redrafting and redrafting. And because I, uh, I was working at the weekends, I would say as much out loud as I could. And then we did have read-throughs. We had a read-through, you know, uh, well, we had two read-throughs, one in the summer and then one before we started rehearsals where I could at least hear it in the room. Um, but but not, not in front of an audience? No, no, like, nothing was in front of an like audience. Because Lee Mack, for not going out, does, like, a, th- a theatre in oh. Chiswick and, like, he just reads the whole script with stage directions and... Yeah. Uh, and I was like, fuck, I'll get that. You, oh yeah, you have to do it. It's not how I'd, I'd ever do anything ever again. Um, so it was luck. It was luck that it worked. But I knew the characters so well, and and the actors are like, genuinely the cast we had on Tank Commander are so brilliant that I would, and I'd written three CDs for them, so I kind of I, I knew their characters well. But um, no, it's kind of looking back, and every time I think about it seriously, I go. Oh, I would never do. I would never put myself through that again. So, on the day of the performance, yeah. What? What? When do you get to the venue? Have you? 
But how I've, big is the venue? 14,000. Tw- t- t- well, we had it set up for 10, I think, 10,000. And, and did you do, you did more than one night, didn't you? Yeah, we did three nights, three and I took a video of the day we first walked into the venue. So we had to take it, obviously. Um, the other thing was that I decided that we, because it's such a big venue, we couldn't just come in from the wings. So I wanted us to abseil down. And I'm really scared of heights, so I had to overcome that as well, which was quite um, a thing. But, yeah, that day we, we walked into the venue and looked at the size of it, and um, we hadn't previewed. I mean, that's another level of fear. It, it really how is. long before the performance was that? That was on a tech day, so like three three days before curtain up, yeah. So how did you feel standing on the stage looking at all the And seats? you've not said this to an audience? Not said it to an audience. I just felt very, very sick. <laughs> <laughs> and my ankle hurt <laughs> and I thought I had diabetes and you got um, a newborn and we've got a newborn and my wife's you know uh, dealing with all of that and uh, and then I knew I had to have another operation after the show to get Which all the metal work looking out forward to, I should imagine. can't wait for oh, well, that operation because this oh, means this will be over I can't wait, I have to get a lie down um, but I mean I don't know. yeah it was, it was, it was so you ter- do you turn up at the venue hmm how, how long before, like, the curtain? Three, three days, and then you're looking at the... Yeah, so, but on the night of the performance, how oh, you, long we, you... you do you, We did a, a run, so you do a dress rehearsal in the afternoon, you do notes in the morning, so you're in the venue early in the morning with oh, notes from the previous days. Day as well, wasn't it? All that pressure. And then you do a performance in the afternoon to no one in a 10,000-seater. Thinking seater. it could sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and you've got to remember that the was, lines. Got to remember the lines. Got to remember the lines. Also, you can't let the bad thoughts creep in your head because if you die in your arse in front of ten thousand, that's a that's a new that's level. A tricky, that's a new level of that's fucking... a, a new level of. Uh, and I've died in arse in uh, all levels of rooms, but um, ten thousand, ten thousand. When people do ten thousand seats, they've done like stand up or whatever. They've done, they've done that material. Like hundreds of times, yeah. hundreds of times, and you. Well, this was the stage show, so part of me, I think, got into my head that it was actually more like a dramatic piece of theatre. <laughs> so, so you were lying to yourself, basically. <laughs> yeah, massively. But in the end, what uh, was it like leading up to? Well, you're you're waiting on the wings. Yeah, like an hour getting, before, ten minutes before. Yeah. What's all that like? Get, well, can, could you hear all the? Yeah. Oh God, I fucking hate this in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't go out. Um, the other cast were all comfortable looking out and seeing it fill up. So Stuart, who played Sergeant Thompson, Stuart Bowen, brilliant actor, um, he was really up for just watching it fill up. And I couldn't do that because I was just scared that no one, no one was going to be there. So actually, I didn't. I, I looked out obviously when we had to set for the show, oh but then I could have been sick. You know, it was one of those. But then by that point, you've become. You know, when there's a this is, this is the massive difference between stand up and doing either sketches, as you guys know, or you're doing a character, you know, as you've done, obviously, both of you have done um, a lot, is that it takes away that standing on your own as Greg McHugh doing observational stand up <laughs> about people on buses or whatever shit I used to do. Um, that would be, I couldn't do that. Whereas if I go out as Gary and style it out because he's not bothered about stuff, um, it, it takes, it does take an edge away. Yeah, when you've right. got your cast around you going, 
like this is gonna we're gonna make this brilliant and fun, then it's not as bad as I mean I don't know how Kevin does it, Kim Bridges and you know John Bishop and and McIntyre going out on your own and well, ten thousand. But they have done for me. They've done. They go, this bit of material I'm about to say has made people laugh every night for 50 nights. You are saying stuff. I can say this now. I would never have said this to you before. Imagine I had this conversation before you'd done the show. Imagine you're doing Uh, it a week or whatever. But you had never said the stuff. No. Honestly, it's crazy. So when you walked out... Uh What did you get a huge? Well, you, oh, you what was that like? Down, walking you, out, did you get a huge laugh? First thing you m- said, massive because because what happened was we we absailed all the. It started like an army. Well, it was a mission. So this helicopter that the designer Tom Sayer managed to construct because I was like, look, we've got to come on in this massive way. There's got to be a way that we we don't just walk on the stage. I said, what about a helicopter? And all the boys abseil down quick as you can. <laughs> boom, boom. And then we get into the, the the mission and the energy of the star. And what happened was that they all came on in the helicopter. And because this place has got the best sound system in the world, we had that Chinook helicopter sound building and building and building. And then the boys come in and there's this background music. And then Gary's the last one out of the helicopter. And then it all goes into slow-mo. And I come down to take your breath away <laughs> um, <laughs> with a spotlight. And I just knew as Gary slowly lowers himself down, yeah, you know, yeah. I knew that would get yeah. a response. So, And also the slowness of that kind of meant that I could hold that moment when we got on the stage and then kick it off. So obviously that, that worked. And what is it... What does it sound like to get a big laugh in a room like that? Well, it's quite weird, but because it's not like you're in a small room getting a big laugh that is kind of right in your face. But the sound, again, it, it sounds a bit boring, but the sound system in the hydro is so quick. There's not a massive delay. So you did get, you got ma- huge laughs. Because someone told me he, about those, you know, that comedy gala, you know, the Channel 4 comedy oh yeah. gala, because I was asked to do it. I didn't do it. Anymore. Yeah, do you not know no, do it? Um, no. But Josh Riddicom or someone said there's like a four second delay. Ah, right. And he says it's horrible because they're so far back and they're yeah. so big. So you say your punchline and he says for four seconds you think, oh my God, it's got nothing. Uh huh. And I was like, what? And he goes, and then you get a laugh, but that goes the whole way through your set every time you think the bit hasn't worked. See, that's murder. That is murder. We didn't have that. We didn't because the sound was so good and the the lines were delivered, and you did get really quick feedback. There was no four. I mean, that how could you do anything? It's it's horrible. But you couldn't do a live sitcom in that circumstance. That would would just be impossible to do. So then you're doing your show knowing you're going down well. Then it just must be amazing. What? Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. It was any moments we went, oh, fuck. It's kind of a bit quiet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there was little moments. I'd written a song for the middle of it, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how that was going to go. But actually, that ended up being a bit of a highlight. It was that was the fr- the freedom of doing the stage show as well was to chuck in really random big moments. So Gary had a dream sequence that was live for Sergeant Thompson, who's always had this very odd 
relationship with. Um, he comes in in hot pants and a kind of um, crop top, and, and Gary ends up just having this weird conversation with him as the, there's this theme tune for the Elephant's March. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, is yeah. playing in the background. And there was moments on the first night I remember thinking, oh man, this might just be the audience going, what too far, is this? This is too far, but it didn't. It seemed to just work what, in the madness. What, what, what about the second night? So you've done the first night. What's yeah, the, second's hard. Second's hard. I thought you'd be yeah, like, fuck, hard. So you, do you crash? Do you, do you, did you crash after the first? I think the adrenaline, I personally crashed on the second, and then the third was great. But the second night, you start to slightly second guess. I don't know if you've had that. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. adrenaline of the first night and the audience in the first night are like, yeah, we're we, this together is all new sort of thing, yeah. together yeah. seeing this. And then the second night was good, but I remember thinking I wasn't on form. I was a bit slow. I was a bit. Um, a good reaction still though. Yeah, well, it seemed to. Yeah. I mean, we got. But you would know, you know, like if you'd gone fucking hell, it's like a completely different show. Like as in the reaction, but it was similar sort of reaction. No, I think all three nights were people just really wanted to see it. Just see the sitcom in a live setting you know Gary on his own wouldn't have been as interesting I used to do a bit of stand-up as Gary and it and it can sustain for a little bit but no you needed a big yeah stage show and and the, and the other characters that really bring bring him out kind of thing but um, it's also weird if you've done all that hard work and not that saying you should have done more but was it almost like if I now I've done it could you do like Aberdeen and Edinburgh well that we did have that discussion but the economies of scale um, just didn't work because it was only that the stage was designed in a certain way that for that size of venue and it's the only size of venue that could hold it in that way so in the end we didn't tour it because the touring costs were so high and all the other actors are in tv shows and stuff like that so availability became but I've, i don't know it did seem a lot of work and then after the show I, I really did hit a massive wall I've talked about this in the past but um, mentally I had to take about six months off because I was like nah, I, I bet you did <laughs> that amount of pressure though <laughs> if someone too... rang up this this afternoon and said do you want to do it again in 12 it, months time yeah categorically no <laughs> categorically <laughs> what, what about if they kept adding noughts at the end of it <laughs> well how many noughts Couple, That's couple, the thing when you've got something north. so huge on the horizon, your life's got yeah, to be that, going so that, swimmingly. Well, that's what I always thought about this. I was like, it was fourteen months away, so fourteen months of that in the back, like, like constantly feeling you got a driving test in twenty minutes. Like that's fourteen months of constant pressure. That's yeah, that's the mental. That, that's, that's the bit I couldn't get my head around. Like I get like the pressure of one yeah. thing, and it's over in a day or two or whatever, but. Not a year and four months or whatever it was. But that's so it, you don't, you don't, with something like that, I just didn't think about that. But also having a, a child and moving house and all the rest of it. No, I didn't. So that on the flip, it, on the flip side of that, yeah, coming out of it, it was, I really suffered for it, you know, not to get to, but I did. And it does make you think, yeah, was it, was it worth doing it on one level? It was absolutely worth doing it because it was great fun. And then on the other level, David saying, would, if someone came to you next and, and said you got 12 months to do it, would you ever touch it again? I, no, I couldn't. I couldn't put myself through it again, no. Well, well that's why we got you on, because there has been an offer. <laughs> 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 
Oh, and he's God. got a check for like three times the three times the Lovely. money you were offered last time. Just leave that. Oh there. man! <laughs> Do you know even you saying that as an option just makes me so nervous. Yeah, I and can it see. Makes me feel a bit I sick. can see you were going a bit. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Stop now! Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Just ripping it up. I've just ripped the uh, check up. It's fine. Oh, flipping but, out. David, just, you, like you're talking about. If you're on a TV set getting nervous, do, would you would you be more nervous on a TV than doing live? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Way more. Way more? God. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Because I'm in control of my thing, and if I die, it's... It's, it's the responsibility, me, is it? It's, it? it's ruining someone else's it's, project. So, so that's the, it's the responsibility of someone else's thing. Because ah, I rang right. someone up who we all know to get some advice, and he said, oh, I never think about that, but I worry about my own projects. I, when I do someone else's, I can give a shit. I'm, I'm the other way round. Oh, right. I don't want them going, this bloke's shit. He's, I've been spent 12 months writing this. <laughs> yeah. God, it's yeah, really I interesting, can't... that. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. But I've done, I really yeah. just realised that's what the problem is. It's like letting, basically letting someone else down. Letting yourself down is like, uh-huh. you can deal with that. Because that mental battle, you know you're going to win. Because you're just yeah. going, whatever. But then yeah. someone else is... Yeah, my own thing, I'm like, well... You've affected you know. you, only affected yourself. Yeah, I've only affected me. And it's, yeah. That's funny. Well... And I've experienced... You know, I've, you know, I've had some terrible time. Well, we all have, but... I, I sort well, of know... we put you through well, we all, one of yours, didn't we? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> when I was sacked. We did... Uh, we got the producer <laughs> on of a show that David was sacked from. In fact, <laughs> we've got a meeting with them tomorrow... Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's on. One of them's on it. No, is he? Yeah, I think so. Well, he's in the email. Oh Neil, of course he is. Neil yeah. Webster. No, Peter. Oh Peter, yes. Yeah. So he. Oh, he witnessed it. Yeah, I heard. I'd listened to oh, that one. You? It was excruciating, but oh, I'm so never, honest. Never, he's such a lovely man as well. And oh yeah, he's <laughs> such a lovely man. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what? I, I'm with him. No, it was like no. it was really interesting hearing his side down. He had to have a couple of drinks to tell David because you always go you always imagine them on the side going right he's gone right move on yeah yeah and, yeah and you've actually got someone going oh I like him I fucking hell. Oh, I like well, him well that's yeah. the story you told the podcast yeah well, if, you've, if you've heard his podcast fuck absolutely loved firing you no you can tell he's oh it's genuine it was oh my god honestly great it's f- first thing I'd ever done I was so out of my depth it's just horrendous. There's no way I was doing winks to them though, after my lines. <laughs> was it the broadcaster? Did you see it? Was it, did it, was it someone who came it, into ch- the channel room? They, they the, all the Channel Voigs execs came in, and then it was that night that they said, so that, well, he's not To involved. be fair to Neil and <sighs> that lot, they didn't want David out. Well, no, no I think... I think they probably did. Well, what I love about that... Well, we'll ask Peter tomorrow in the meeting. <laughs> what, I love, what I love about that whole thing is you saying you were having your Midas Touch month. Do you remember? <laughs> Everything I was touching was turning to gold. <laughs> Audition, got it. Audition, got it. Inspector Lindley, got it. <laughs> Spoons, um, got it. Yeah. BBC Radio 4, Vostok, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be repeated again. 
Isn't it easy? Was it? You got um, uh, the Ricky thing as well. Got it. Sure, I did. Didn't you say that one when you got to the point where your agent would phone you up and go, "You got it." You went, "Yeah, yeah, probably it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, cool. yeah." I think that was expecting me. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I Makes would sense. have done. But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no need to call me, to be fair, but... Just send me the dates before I've gone. Oh, that's... <laughs> it's like I've never had that face. Amazing. Uh, oh, Fucking well, hell. thank you, Greg. That was so much fun. Thanks, oh, thanks. Oh. I feel like I've wittered on, but... I no, mean, you haven't. It's so just... good. I just... I... I always, When I think about your story, I take. A, I need a little five minutes to... So God knows what you're... I'm probably going to have a cry <laughs> after this. Greg, I this behind, I've hit a wall. Have you? That. Oh, massively. When you said, when you said that, I'm absolutely going through it. I don't know. I'm seeing someone at the moment, and good. Yeah, I went to see someone, and I told them stage by stage what happened in 18 months prior. She said, "Can you go through, you know, the last 18 months?" And and this brilliant therapist said. Uh, if you'd told me one of these things, I would understand you being here, but you've told me five massive events. Yeah, um, so, good. I'm glad you are. Genuinely, though, I'm glad you're speaking to someone because uh, I presume it's helping. It's not Tina, is it? <laughs> no, it's Donna. Donna. She's, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a little place in Hove, by the look of it. I, I, I once spoke to... Can I just say this really quickly? I once met a guy in Victoria Station and I... I was having a, a pint and he joined me at this table and we sat down and we ended up talking about he had bipolar disorder and his mum and dad had always tried to get him seen by lots of people to try and cure it, but he knew he couldn't cure it. Anyway, we started chatting about stuff and um, his analogy for his episodes of bipolar certainly were where the sponge, the brain is a sponge and when it fills up too much, the water leaks out the sides. And I thought there was something really brewing about the analogy of when you're you're you just take too much on, mm. and these little droplets come out, and you know that's your time to kind of. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying you've got bipolar, and I'm not saying that as a general thing, but just the analogy of when your brain just fills up too much, and then it drips out the sides. That's exactly what what I'm craving now is just simplicity. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's just, it. Yeah. 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 I just remembered we um we had COVID together. Oh, that's right, we did. <laughs> what? We were sort of <laughs> soothing one oh, another. Oh, I thought you got it together. No, we we did we did Twitter DMs over where you were where you were at. Greg, that was um, really helpful you had for me. Sa- when did you, I can't remember? Well, exact same week. Yeah, yeah, same week. Did you have it after me or before me, David? I can't remember if you after after. I don't. Oh, you had it um, when you were away, didn't you? Or. When I was filming, yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh, God. that's right, because you had to go on the set. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. That's it, because when I, when I got the negative result, they were like, right, in the car, go. Uh-huh. What? Fucking hell, I still feel a bit shit. I remember yeah. that now, yeah. Yeah, it takes weeks after it. But yeah. That, but I was, Greg, how are you feeling today? Because I'm... <laughs> I, Greg. I had um, corona... <laughs> no, was it corona? No, sorry. Not, um, what's the norovirus? And, we, oh, and, and I, we got it, me and my friend Sophie got it off the same person, and she was an hour ahead of me. So she was texting <laughs> me going, just to let you know, it's going to come out the other end in about an hour. And and then oh. I'd be like, and she said, you're like, and then she goes, I'm just going through like an hour where I feel fine. 
and then I was literally an hour behind her. It was so weird. So that I is, constantly knew weird. what was coming. She said, now I'm throwing up. And Petra would I'd be like, I'm going to throw up in an hour. Well, Greg McHugh. Me and my other half say we're all doing well. We're all doing well, guys. We're all doing yeah, well. we're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, take care. Thanks, Thank you Greg. for having me. Absolute superstar. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye. 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 Bye.